I think we just jump right into it. I don't think we do any intro, no music, no foo-foo, frou-frou. Really? We're just doing it. Andrew wants to talk about COVID. So we haven't spoken about it much. No. And that's on purpose because there's a lot of people talking about it. But I wanted to have this conversation with you, my wife, <laughs> because I have noticed based off the sample size of my friend group that a lot of couples and based off the sample size of you and I. Yes, <laughs> true. A lot of couples or even roommates are going through this weird transition phase as the official quarantine is kind of ending and things mm -hmm. are opening back up where one person is a little more comfortable going out back into the world. You. Yes. And the other person is still a little hesitant. Me? Yeah. <laughs> I like you right now. Really? Yeah. Do you not usually? I do know. You're just That's cute. It's a concerning right thing to say. Um, so I just thought that we would kind of talk through this thing and how can we respect each other's preferences and what we're each Always with? do what the wife says. Can I finish my thought? Yeah, sorry. How can I, as your husband, respect what you're comfortable with while at the same time doing things that I'm comfortable with and I'm ready to do? You know what I'm saying? It's an mm -hmm. interesting conundrum. And I thought that we would just explore this topic here in case any of you are going through the same thing. Well, and this is what Andrew and I have talked about, which is really confusing because I feel like the hardest part about the quarantine and the pandemic and everything for me has been the uncertainty. And I say that when I refer to like all of it. I feel like there's so many differing opinions about how extreme and how dangerous and how contagious and who's at risk and who's not at risk and how long is the quarantine going to last? How you know, can you see your parents who have been quarantined themselves? Can you get it through talking? Can Like, there's so much uncertainty. And for me, at the beginning of the quarantine, I had friends that I know very well who work in the military and work closely with the government who were warning us about this back in January, saying... Not that early. Back, back in, like, the first couple of days of March. Okay. Sorry to shut you down. But. It was in February for okay. sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe not January. That was an okay. exaggeration. It was definitely in February. Okay. But they were, they were warning us of this. And I remember back then thinking, like, there's no way this could be real. But then also being like, babe, maybe we should go stock up on groceries before they shut down. Maybe we should get some face masks like they're, they're saying. And understandably so, you were always like, no. It's fine. We're fine. Which I have to say as a wife is so comforting to have that other person to be like, babe, it's okay. Even if it wasn't, it, there's still something comforting about it. But I say that because going into quarantine, I hit a low and we can talk about this, but I almost got depressed because I was so anxious and so nervous about keeping my family safe, keeping Drew safe and myself since I have asthma and you and just everything. I didn't like the uncertainty of all of it drove me crazy. So now that we're transitioning back into normal, quote unquote, normal life, 
I'm so anxious. And there's been all these fears that have just been pounded into us as a society for the past eight weeks. You're still affected by those like worst case scenarios. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And I think for any moms out there or anybody like it just the ripple effect of this in my mom heart and mind is like uncontrolled. I'm like, wow. Okay, I need to continue trying to breastfeed her longer than I planned on because I want her to have the antibodies and want her to be right. protected better. And even though my milk supply is dropping, like what can I do now to like extend that? And we shouldn't go on vacation and we shouldn't celebrate her one-year-old birthday party. And it's like all these different things. It's just ripple effects. How do you get out, get out over that? So you and I have had... All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, This has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four-month-old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old and I love in these crates they actually have cards that say here are activities or things you can do specific to bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is I love KiwiCo there's always something new for kids to discover like learning about the science of ice cream engineering robots or doing science experiments which our kids have loved recently Sean is currently holding as she said the colorful chemistry kit which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids they look forward to their new crate every month and this one kept him really engaged we got to experiment with mixing oil and water mixing different colors and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess. So it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you. So you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. Some of the larger conflicts, not in a bad, negative, or aggressive way, uh, of our relationship, though, because the fear that we have been... I'm not saying it's misplaced either. Mm -hmm. Like it's a bad disease clearly, but you're still in the place now as Nashville is in phase one of reopening. And there's, there's restaurants that are allowed to open at certain capacities and like barbershops, massage parlors, gyms. These are all parts of our daily life that we haven't had for the past eight weeks. And I am expressing, Hey Sean, I'm going to go to the gym. Mm Mm-hmm. What is what are your thoughts when I say something well, like that? Well, to give an example, we went to the lake yesterday and we actually ate at our first restaurant since February. And what an experience that was. So we followed, you know, the tape that pointed you in a one way direction and we wound around the line and stayed six feet apart. 
got up to the waitress. They took our temperature. She was wearing a mask. They sat us at a table that was at least six feet apart from another table. We were the first people to sit down. They, they took our temperature with like this little, the, the, the gun thermometer yeah. where they point at your forehead and it spits out a temperature immediately, which was nuts. It's like, what? A, this is a restaurant. It's not a freaking hospital. But I, I say all this because we sat down and we were, it was, it was perfectly to the parameters that the government has told us is safe, right? Mm -hmm. And we are the first people to sit down and we are sitting there for 20 minutes and it hits like rush hour lunchtime. And more and more people start to filter in. The tables start to fill up. And I, I like felt anxiety crushing my soul. I was like, it's time to go. Don't touch anything. Don't talk to anyone. Especially when you got Drew sitting there just throwing toys left and right all over the place. Now, <laughs> like, she would throw a toy on the ground. I'm like, oh, it's a goner. And I kick it into the burn lake. Burn it. <laughs> yeah. I just like, how, how do you balance that? Well, and this is another interesting thing that we need to keep in mind. People are listening to this all over the country. And yeah. in California, they're going to be in quarantine, stay at home Until much August. longer than we are yeah. now. So I'm sure we have people listening who maybe some of them are in like Iowa, which I don't think was ever under stay at home. It was never at stay at and home. And so yeah. they're like, oh, wow, Sean and Andrew are like super uptight and worried about this. But then you have some people in California who are like, how could they be so lax? And how are they going out to eat and like how reckless of them. But it's so it's like such an what a weird thing well, to navigate. And to try. I don't know if we're like getting to a point for you guys. We're just talking around it to give you an example of how confusing this has been for us as a as a married couple. I am naturally more anxious. I mean, to begin with, I wouldn't say always, though, babe, not always, not in a, I don't mean it in a bad hard. way. I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean it in a sense of like, I just have a brain and I'm wired in the sense of I run through every hypothetical situation you could possibly imagine. I have thought about someone breaking into our home. I have thought about a robbery. I have thought about attempted kidnap, like all these morbid things. That's a, by the way, another side issue that we should talk about where I, those things are like something that I'm oblivious to yeah. and me as a protector having to have learned that for you yeah anyway go ahead but so i i just naturally think that way add a global pandemic into that and my brain moves very fast and with andrew you beautifully just don't think that way you're just you're more optimistic mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful thing but a lot of our arguments in not in like a bad way, just like difference of opinions as it pertains to the global pandemic and the quarantine has raised an argument in like a situation that has never come about before. And Whoa. it wasn't an argument out of, I think you're wrong and I think you're right. Mm -hmm. It was an argument out of fear because I couldn't argue to Andrew, I think you're wrong because I don't know. I would argue with you out of fear of like, but what if something bad happens? What if I go to the grocery store or you go to the grocery store and I get COVID-19 and I die? Like, right. For you, it was an issue of, hey, if Andrew's going to the gym, you really viewed that to some extent as me putting our family at risk. Cause yeah, I did. You said multiple times like, 
what if you get it there at the gym and then Drew gets it and then I get it and we don't know until two weeks in and it's it's too late. So like it was, it was this, like you and your maternal instincts mm-hmm. saying, why would you even take that risk at all? Well, and it was also a fear of. It is. We should we shouldn't use pass. I, no, this it is, is still something. That it's we're, also a fear of like natural, just like human emotion of what if she gets sick? What if you went to the gym? Would I blame you? Not that you should ever place blame, but it's like that fear and that argument that we get, those arguments that we get in. I'm trying to protect all of us from any of those what if situations, which I also believe is a terrible way to live. You should not live in a what if life because you'll never live. You'll never be able to breathe and just enjoy anything. So like, again, I don't think there's a moral to this for you guys, but it's just. Well, I, I wanted to share how we've kind of, uh, navigated this because we have talked about like a lag period of, Hey, the law says restaurants can open up May 1st, but what if we're like four weeks behind that? And then Mm -hmm. are you comfortable with that? But I should say my perspective, even in my, I wouldn't say like lackadaisical approach to this or, or like careless, but it's, it's definitely less anxious mm-hmm. than your perspective is changed yesterday when my brother, uh, shared that he has coronavirus. <laughs> and so, and we are supposed to please pray for him, but well, uh, it changed because immediately we had plans for Memorial weekend. Again, we're in the phase of coming out of this within Nashville. We are going to spend Memorial Weekend with our family who has been quarantined for the past three months, but found out yesterday that one of your brothers has it and we're like, absolutely not. Right, which I think that's a good risk aversion on our <laughs> yes, part. I think, I think, yeah, because I don't mean to laugh, I'm sorry. I think that's <laughs> a beautiful perspective for you to have. Yeah. So let's let's clean up our organization okay, thoughts here, here yes. just a little bit and just go back to what is the best way that I can respect you. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, I want to go out to, to lunch or dinner with a friend at a restaurant that's open. Mm-hmm. What are the thoughts that go through your mind? So the thoughts that go through my mind are, I mean, A, point blank, I'm not comfortable with that yet. I'm not comfortable going into a public setting, which might seem silly because you're probably putting yourself just as at risk as you were going to the grocery store. Right. Which is my argument. And, but I do think, I do think we've been doing a really good job and you've been doing a really good job at compromising because when the phase one did start and restaurants started opening and they're at half capacity and they're being cleaned and sanitized, you're like, babe, for date night this week, let's go to Bar Taco. And I was like, you know, I don't really feel comfortable. And then I was like, what if we had a couple friends over, like a couple? And we did a date night where we grilled out, which is still within the phase one. And I think it's just this open conversation of compromise. What are you comfortable with? How are we going to ease into it? How are we going to start gaining trust again? And... It worked. But again, that couple has been quarantined for three months. They're healthy. They didn't touch anything. They sanitize and they walk in the door. On the strategy of us lagging behind what the law allows for, it's an interesting 
thing to wrap your mind around because like so say say may 1st is when nashville allows restaurants to open back up Mm -hmm. and we're like okay well let's just set a four-week window where Mm -hmm. you know on june 1st is when we'll go that's four weeks after may Mm -hmm. 1st like we'll go eat at restaurants a month after that it's like this arbitrary it's not there's no logic behind that necessarily Mm -hmm. right but no, I, it's it's a hundred percent nonsensical. But it's it's me trying to come up with a compromise and give you room to like digest all of the things that have happened the past eight weeks. Absolutely. Which I don't know what the what is the washout period going to be for like the terror of shaking someone's hand or bumping. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, and I think that right there is how you sum up how you support your significant other, how you support your parents, your friends, you go about following the guidelines a hundred percent. I mean, a hundred percent. That's what I believe. You do everything that they're recommending, wash your hands, wear your face mask, do everything. Yes. But you support each other by, okay, you don't feel comfortable. Let's set, let's set a timer. Is it four months? Is it four weeks? Is it four days? When we hit that timer, Let's go to the grocery store. Let's go to the the restaurant. Let's do something outside of your comfort zone that this pandemic took away from you. Because I truly believe we have all endured a trauma, like the, the entire world, that has taken trust away from us. And we're going to have to push one another and hold hand, like figuratively speaking, hold each other's hand to like ease our trust back into the world because we're all scared. Holding hands figuratively. Yes. That's funny. Yes. Um, I do think that as cliche as it sounds, as in all things relationships, whether it's romantic or not, the communication is key. And, I, you know, we value being super honest. And that's what I'm very thankful for on your end is you expressing, since you are the person who's more reserved, you expressing those reservations um, because it would be a way worse situation if I was going out to lunch every day with new friends and you were living in this, you were like terrified of me because you thought I was just this German festive (laughs) being now. So I think that is one takeaway that's valuable is just however you're feeling, whether you're more comfortable like I am or more reserved like Sean just communicate that and make sure your partner knows the stance because it's after you are open and honest that's that's the only way that the other person can learn the boundaries that you're comfortable with and navigate around those you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying um, but then the second part of that is after you understand where your partner is coming from it is such a core issue health and and death and it's like this ingrained embedded fear Mm -hmm. that 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 affects humans in a different way than like anything else really Mm -hmm. that once you know what your partner's comfortable or not comfortable with respect that and figure out a way that you can compromise communicate away so for sean and i it is this lag time Mm mm-hmm it's figuring out ways to be creative while still in some ways getting that social itch mm-hmm. uh, scratched that, you know, has been 
lingering for the past eight weeks. And I feel like we're all ready for that. But in a way that's not like, hey, you know, let's have a quarantine ended party and yeah. we're inviting a hundred of our closest friends. Like that's mm-hmm. clearly would be blatantly disrespecting you. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are those are two things that I've learned personally. I don't know if, if am I am I overlooking anything? There? No, I think I think communication. I think acknowledging. Um, I was talking to Jana Kramer the other day about this, just because she has a lot of the same feelings I do, just as a mom of the anxiety that has come with everything going on. And we were just saying that you have to acknowledge the fact, even if you're at home, even if you're unaffected, you know health-wise by the pandemic you're still watching the news right you're still mentally affected (laughs) by the traumatic pandemic that is is happening and even if you think you're unaffected (laughs) you are affected subconsciously just you're a little more cautious you're a little more fearful and i think if you're just aware of that and you work on it we can kind of get through the transition a little bit better and you know I mean, God forbid nothing, another wave doesn't come, you know, whatever. But hopefully just through all of this, you can find an outlet to not be so fearful. Yeah. There's been a lot of sacrifices made on a lot of people's parts. And I think it would be, you know, unfair to say that quarantine has been absolutely brutal on us. In in all honesty, we've had it pretty easy and Mm -hmm we're fortunate for that. There's a lot of people that have had it worse than us. Um, my brother catching the virus is a humbling experience. And I mean, even the way I talk about it, you can kind of probably get the sense that I, I probably don't view the pandemic as seriously as maybe I should. Cause in my mind it's like, Oh, he has it, but he'll, he'll recover from it. It'll be fine. Right. That That's just my automatic assumption but I'm more and more understanding that not everybody has that. I mean, the, the other interesting thing about this is how aggressive people, we have a neighbor who got yelled at at a nail salon the other day because whatever, she wasn't wearing gloves or something. And it's Mm -hmm. like, people are, are ferociously, they're nervous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that was, that's also been a big fear of ours as well is, you know, disease aside or virus aside how are people going to react out of fear are people going to act irrationally and you know people do dumb things when they're afraid yeah and if we don't control the fear i mean it it makes it worse and yeah so i guess takeaways if if there are any would be (laughs) as you move forward making decisions one just keep in mind that we're big fans of following the law <laughs> so that is the foundation yeah and then i would say any other restrictions above that are restrictions that you and your partner you and your roommate whoever you're doing this quarantine with uh have come up together and respects both parties so mm-hmm. whether that's me having to take a shower <laughs> When I get back home or having to like uh, Kleenex, what do you call it? Sanitize like handles Kleenex. and steering wheels and everything <laughs> yes. after I, I go out. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that if it wasn't for your asking me to. So 
um, that would be the second love of that. And then I think, you know, we're all trying to figure this out as we go along. So, uh, would love to hear how you are approaching this, what struggles you have had in thinking about moving back into the real world. Um, the, the quote unquote normal world, the new normal as we know it. Um, and that's, that's the conversation we wanted to share today. Sorry, we had to be a downer and contribute to the coronavirus conversation. We've tried not to, but I felt like it was, uh, important enough to kind of do this live. So thank you. Thank you, yeah. Sean. And if you guys would keep my brother in your thoughts and prayers, that'd be appreciated. But that's all we got. That is. Uh, let us know your thoughts and we will see you next week. That's the East fam out. All right. Real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors. I don't think babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.